Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Long Box Crusade Countdown episode. I am DJ Death Probe for this one, and I'll join DJ DJ Cristados inside for that party. Oh, you can hear that party. I got to get inside. It's cold out there. I'll get in there in just a minute. But hey, welcome to another Long Box Crusade New Year's special. I want to thank everybody who's rocking out to their New Year's listening to this special with us. And again, if you use it as your New Year's countdown, we'd love to hear from you. But thanks for being here with us for the New Year's. Thanks for spending the last year with us, and we hope to be seeing you in the upcoming year. As usual, I'm standing out here in the cold, just waiting to get in that party, just so I can tell you when to start this podcast, if you wanted to sync up with your New Year's countdown. Now, as usual, here's what's going to happen. In just a minute, I'm going to go in the LBC patented squeaky door. As soon as you hear the squeaky door stop squeaking and the party inside start up, pause the audio track and then unpause it whenever it is 10, 36, and 45 seconds p.m. your time. So once again, I'm going to go in that squeaky door. As soon as you hear the door stop squeaking, go ahead and pause this podcast and then unpause it when it's 10, 36, and 45 seconds p.m. your time. And that should cause the podcast to count down perfectly to your midnight countdown. Thanks again for partying with us. I'm going to get inside. Oh, ooh, it's getting chilly out here. And I know DJ Cristados is in there doing something that I should probably keep an eye on him for. So I will see you inside one last time. Pause it after the squeaky door and unpause it at 10, 36, and 45 seconds p.m. wherever you are. I'm heading in. <laughs> Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Long Box Crusade New Year's party. Man, I've got some party friends here with me on this countdown episode. So everybody say hello to the Weasel Skull. Hey, everybody. Ready to send out 2022 and come in with 2023. Man, oh, man. You know how... uh, you have the New Year's baby that wears, like, the diaper. Uh, usually Pat only wears the diaper, but Jason is wearing the diaper this year. Hey, man, you never know. I could get crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pat is dressed up as Father Time. He's got the scythe in hand. Pat, man, welcome to another New Year's party. Well, hello, Jared. It's me, Father Time. Right about now, it's about that time. We count it down, right? We're going to count it down. I'm excited for Everything going on, you know, I like it when it's just you, me, we're doing this, and then, wait, Jason's doing it with us? Yeah, that's we're, right. Oh, the Clinton. No, put the box that says Sky Striker Party Favorite, put those back. But don't use them. Put those back. What? No, 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 no right, Jason, this fine. Is a box full of Sky Strikers just, you just use for party favors? Doesn't everybody? You're lucky we're talking about toys today, because I got some things to say about that. <laughs> oh, boy, we... <laughs> Yeah, Jason, on the wrong countdown episode. But yeah, man, I've been making the rounds. I saw Captivating Kathy Bright earlier uh, over there talking with Alan Porter. I saw John and Maggie. I think I even saw... Didn't we ban Gene Hendricks from coming to this thing? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I don't we, know if I changed the locks yet. But, we banned it like, yeah, like in she, 2017. But <laughs> <keeps coming laughs> still here. And of course, I saw the dark web taking down the Christmas decorations, I think. Oh, was he? Oh, I'll have to... No, I just wanted you to get your home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's here, but he's not. He's not taking it. So, yeah, it's uh, we got the party going on. It's good times. You can hear the music. It's hip and happening. We are here to talk about this year's countdown is the top 20 toys. As usual, 
earlier in the year, I took to social media and I said, hey, tell me what your favorite toys from childhood are. And I got a ton of responses. Really appreciate everybody who contributed to that. And I did it the way I always do it. You know, I just count how many times they get mentioned. And I just add them up. You know, some people will say, you know, they'll mention two or three toys. And some people do a list of ten. And I'm like, whatever. If it gets mentioned, it gets a point. Okay. I thought you'd just say follow instructions. Follow instructions. One one toy. That, they, no. The internet never follows instructions. So that's why I said. I've caught on to that. <laughs> that's why I just said, you know what? Point for every mention. And I got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of send-ins. Uh, there are some surprises on this list I didn't see coming. There are some that are no surprise at all. So just be thinking about what your favorite toy line was and see if it shows up on our list. Is everybody excited? Ooh, I am. Actually, I am. There's the listeners at home. I'm the only one that can see the list right now. Jason doesn't know what's on the list. Pat doesn't know what's on the list. So, Jason, how about your top three? What do you think top three are going to be? Star Wars toys. Okay. Well. G.I. Joe. Okay. Transformers. Not a bad top three. You're close. Pat. All those that Jason mentioned and That's three. Uh, yep. <laughs> Turtles. I think we're gonna tie. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think this game the rules of this uh, game through. You know, and I, I bet you, you know, some ponies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. Strawberry okay. shortcake maybe. See what makes it on the list. Yeah. There are a couple of what would be considered, please don't even take any offense on it, girl toys. There are a couple more girl toys. Oh, man. I tell you, I love those strawberry shortcake toys. You know, when I would be at Cousin's house that had them and all that, ooh, to smell those things made me so it hungry. Good. It smelled good. <laughs> Try to eat this strawberry. Or in the toy store, you walked on that aisle and like, oh, man. <laughs> Well, before Pat ruins the entire episode, <laughs> he's out there sniffing toys in the girls' toy aisle. It's, uh, hey, back then it was okay, but anyway. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and get into it. Coming in at number 20 is a toy I'm actually not terribly familiar with, but we'll get you guys' thoughts on it in just a second. Let's talk about the littlest pet shop. Wait till you see what the new pets do at the Littlest Pet Shop. Wanna play tag? You're it! Puppy loves chasing kitty. Birdie flies all around. Wanna see a great trick? And hamsters do the cutest tricks. <laughs> go, go, go! And bunnies love playing hide and seek. Carrots? Carrots are my favorite! We're the Littlest Pets. We do for you. Wow! The fun things that they can do. And we're at the Littlest Pet Shop. Pets on the move. Ride and slide hamsters, hop and hide bunnies, and garden tag pets each sold separately. All right, Lilith's Pet Shop. I didn't have a good memory of that one. Did either of you guys remember? Jason, you got anything on that? I remember the the commercial. It'd be like, the Lilith's Pet Shop. That's who? That's, I, I remember that tagline, but that's about all they... Weren't they like little pets with combs? You like combs in here? That sounds right. By the time this airs, I'll have spliced in the audio of the commercial, which means I'll have watched it and I'll remember what the heck it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I just remember the commercial vaguely. The jingle stuck in my head. <laughs> Pat, what do you got? Does that ring any bells? Oh, for you? boy. Let me tell you, Jared. Yes, I know Littlest Pet Shop. Oh, was Jason close? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, they were little. <laughs> they were pets. No, they, they were pets, yes, but they didn't have care. Not that I remember at the time. I'm going off of my daughter, who was little at one time. And she was really into Littlest Pet Shop. You know, this time, Christmas time around, it was a Littlest Pet Shop Christmas. And they were little toys. I'd say, you know, no more than about maybe two inches or so. Sculpts. 
of animals, in, sometimes in different poses, and they all had names, and then you would get these little play sets that they would come with, and you would collect them. You know, they'd just be collectibles with those little different animals. I'm not sure if they had, like, you know, where the Beanie Babies had, like, a little website you could go to and start to play with them, too. I'm not sure if it got... I may be off on that, so don't hold me to it, but definitely little pet shops. I probably still got some behind me. You know, me and a kid at heart, it's hard for me to throw them away my kids' toys because somewhere in there, I'm like, ooh, that's worth something someday. <laughs> I like your money-making style. Excellent, excellent. Those are some good memories. And uh, with that, I will hand it to Jason for number 19. Coming in at number 19, and quite honestly, I'm shocked it didn't score considerably higher. We have... The Immortal Legos. From the farthest reaches of imagination comes a Lego space set with all kinds of pieces to build all kinds of spacecraft, like this. I think it should have a big middle part and two little sides that stick out. Yeah, that's it. My ship should be long, with lots of booster engines. And see, it can even carry things. Number 928, one of the new Lego space series. Each set sold separately. Lego, a new toy every day. And you guys heard of these Legos? <laughs> Seems familiar. Seems familiar. Bits and pieces of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pat, how do you I maybe got a connection. <laughs> how, how do you do oh, I've been oh, in the punch. Don't, don't drink the punch yet. <laughs> okay, question for you both. Starting with you, Jared. Favorite Lego set that you've owned? Oh, Jason, there's two on my shelf right now that I'm torn between. I have the Aston Martin DB5 Goldfinger Lego set, and sitting right next to it is the 1989 Batman Ooh. Lego set. And oh my gosh, next to that is the Ghostbusters Firehouse Lego set with oh. the Ecto-1 part in it. I can't oh. choose. I can't choose, but if you force me to... You gotta smash two with the hammer, you can keep one. Oh, come on. Uh, Batman 89 Batmobile is, is so cool because it also comes with 89 Batman, Joker, and Vicky Vale, and the figs. I'm gonna go with that. If the Bond one came with a fig, it would have won. All right. Okay, Pat, your turn. Favorite Lego set. I see a couple behind you. I would have to say I have a lot of the early. Star Wars sets that came out uh, earlier on uh, when they first started releasing those, the Millennium Falcon, the X-Wing, oh man, just so many good things. And I would have to say, I was one of those kids when I was playing with my Legos back in the 80s and 90s, but anyway, when I was playing with them in the 80s, you only had certain colors. You had like red, blue, gray, you had the Star well, Star ones, when they first made the space ones, oh man. Oh, that was the game changer right there. Yeah. That changed everything. Exactly. All right, so that's it. Legos. All right, coming in at number 18. And I'm surprised at this one, too. If Legos was at 19, coming in at 18 is Mask. Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Convert Switchblade to jet mode. Surprise, Matt Tracker. It's Mayhem. Battle station. Protect the decoder, Bruce. I'm going up. Stacks ready to fire! Mask, Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Rhino. Fire! Each sold separately with action figure. Cover me, Matt! 10-4! Sato's getting away! But you're not, Mayhem! Mask, Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Rhino. Each sold separately. New from Kenner. Alright, well, have any of you two had masks or heard of masks before? We'll start with Jared. 
Well, yeah, we talked about an issue of mask on Mothlabs Crusade. I had to ask just in case. No, of course, of course. And, and I think I mentioned on that one, I had two. I had a, the Condor motorcycle and the Piranha motorcycle. Basically, the good good guy one and the bad guy one. That was all I ever had, but I really dug I like mask a lot. I mean, it's one of those things that is a yard sale guy. If I'm rolling up at a yard sale and I see mask toys, I see the road my car. The mask toys. Jason, how about you? Mask? No, I didn't have any masks. My parents didn't buy me toys, so <laughs> I played with Jared. I will say the thing I liked about Mask, though, is it really reminded me of that Battle of the Planets a little bit. You know, sure. how they, yep. they had those action characters that had vehicles that could change into other vehicles and things. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. So I liked the concept. Same here. I really enjoyed the concept. I have several toys. Um, you know, if anybody has watched some of our videos, you'll see a few of them sitting behind me on the shelf mm-hmm. that you can enjoy whilst I enjoy looking at them myself. Very cool. And you know what? I think they could bring it back. That would be a really cool movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd be for a mask movie. Mask movie. Or, or even a TV series would be kind of cool. Well, all right. Mask at 18. Coming in at 17 and proving beyond the shadow of a doubt that people who were born in the 90s probably voted in our poll <laughs> we have power rangers power rangers green ranger and his dragon dagger with the dragon dagger the green ranger can summon the mighty dragon sword alert the power rangers and play the calls of battle beware the dragon dagger makes its own fighting sound i don't like the name of that tool believe me it's a hit the Power Ranger Dragon Dagger from Bandai, too hot to handle. All right, Power Rangers, man, that was one of those toys that I, it got real popular when I was in college. I just grown out of it. I know Delvin the Dark Web actually enjoyed some Power Rangers because he was kind of still into a little bit in college. I think he still kind of digs Power Rangers. But anyway, let's pass it to you guys. Uh, Jason, you probably had Power Rangers. I bet it had more to do with your sons. Did they get into Power Rangers? 100%. Yeah, Grant especially. He really dug the Power Rangers when he was a kid. I started taking him to the cons, uh, and he would have to seek out those toy collectors and find uh, some Power Ranger that he would come home with. Usually, you know, they have those like little boxes that have like dollar to five dollar toys. Yeah, he was seeking out Power Rangers. We were watching Power Rangers on television. He was into it. So I am familiar through the next generation, shall we say. I got you. All right, Pat, what about you, Power Rangers? Did you dabble? Did your son dabble? What's the story on that? Yes and yes. Like Jason, I dabbled through it with my son. When I was growing up, it didn't interest me, but when my son was growing up, it interested him, and so I was able to get a lot of Power Ranger figures for him, which are now mine. And the nice thing about it was that he liked all of the series and so we were able to get a lot of the older figures at a discounted price at like the outlet toy stores right right nice and they would just yeah they would just have a, a hanging area or whatever and they just had a bunch of all these different figures from all the different series there and i got boxes full of them right now and it's a series that's still going so good for them yeah it's got its followers for all right, we're going way back, so maybe Alan Porter participation. <laughs> oh no, I hope Alan's not listening to this one. 
Because <laughs> we're going back to the 70s with an action figure called Big Jim. Big Jim's World of Adventure starring Big Josh with Talking Cat Pack. Yeah, unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says, Bring the boat and fishing gear. And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, Let's find some firewood. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim Sports Camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. All right. Pat, do you have a Big Jim action figure? <laughs> Get a Big Jim Pat. <laughs> well, that's a odd question to ask a man. It's a 12-inch figure. Actually, I've never played with it. <laughs> it's the best episode ever. I got, I got nothing on Big Jim. <laughs> I got nothing on it. I'll save us all. And uh, I know you guys probably just heard a commercial for it, but I did a little research uh, for those of you who were not as familiar. It was made from 1972 to 1986. If you got him in Latin America, his name was Kid Acero. In Europe, he was known as Mark Strong, which I'm pretty sure is the name of an actor. He is. <laughs> but yeah, he was a. Nobody giggle at this, right? He was a 12 inch. <laughs> Very similar to the 12-inch Joe's, but he was more of sort of all sports, outdoorsy. You could get military stuff for him, but yeah, big gym. But I never had one, and I I would look to Jason, because like I said, 72 to 86, that'd be more your childhood than mine, but it doesn't sound like it's ringing a bell. No, I mean, the name sounds familiar. Uh, I guess what I'm pictured in my mind is like the uh, action man figures might be something mm-hmm. that we could comp it to. But yeah, I've never had a big gym. Let's move on. Okay, coming in at number 15 on the big toy list countdown is Fisher Price Adventure People. Fisher Price presents The Adventure People. Toys for your older kids. There's the Northwoods Trailblazer ready for his adventures. Or the Daredevil Skydiver to go as high as a child can toss him. And the TV action team to play with on its own or with any of our 13 other Adventure People toys. The Adventure People and their TV action team comes complete as shown. Other sets sold separately by Fisher Price. Jerry, have you heard or played with Fisher Price Adventure People? You know, I, I rem- vaguely remember that. I think this is going to land more in Jason's wheelhouse than mine. I remember some of them laying around the house when I was real little. To this day, I still find them popping up at yard sales. I will find a motorcycle rider here or okay. a, a scuba diver there, you know, every once in a while. So that's just sort of touching base with it. But I think Jason will have a better memory. Yeah, I definitely had a couple of those play sets. I had the boat with the little diving sled on the back, and it came with a little dolphin. And I had an orange airplane that came with a pilot. Those are the two things I remember. I mean, I, I really like that boat. I remember I got it for Christmas, I believe, one year. And I, I vaguely remember unwrapping that and really enjoying it. So, yeah, those are fun, fun little toys. Definitely agree. I remember having some of those toys too in fact i still do have the yellow plane if anybody goes and looks these up definitely do and 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 do that while you're listening along with us if you don't know what the toy is go ahead and put that in and look it up to see the toys still have that it would just fit enough for my star wars figures at the time it was a good toy to mix around with your other stuff but i definitely really enjoyed these i think this would be like the next step up from the little people's then you go to the adventure for the next group up to play with, and they were fun. 
Well, that should get us out of the bottom five. So we're moving on to number 14, which is another more old school toy line. So everybody say hello to Mark's Best of the West. It's a stampede. They're in trouble. Will they escape? It's up to you with the Best of the West by Mark's. Rush Captain Maddox to the rescue, along with General Custer. Who started it? Ferocious Chief Geronimo on his horse Comanche. And there's Johnny West with his horse Thunderbolt. Jay West drives the buckboard with his sister Janice, while his twin brother, Riding Honcho, fires to turn the herd. There's Jane West. Can she control the covered wagon? The stampede is getting closer. Will Jane and Janice escape? It's up to you. You're the boss of the Wild West with your Best of the West collection. Each figure complete with up to 31 pieces of authentic gear. And look how you can pose Comanche. Get the Best of the West by Marks. All right, again, that's a late 60s to early 70s toy line, Best of the West, featuring Johnny West. Yeah. You're right on the cusp of that age group, I think. What do you yeah, think? I don't know if I've maybe seen a few around from looking at some of the, the things on the internet, the horse looks familiar, but the figures don't. But it's definitely the horse might have been something that it would have played with. Even back then, you know, growing up, we had a lot more Western stuff to play with back then. I remember being into Long Ranger a lot. and mm-hmm. I remember having the, like, three and three-quarter inch scale Lone Ranger. I remember having some Long Ranger coloring books and comic books, too, at the time. Yeah, but no Johnny West, Best of the West. What about you, Jason? Yeah, I really appreciate whoever voted for this one because this has triggered an early memory for me. Like, this is one of the earliest toys I remember playing with. And if you would have asked me and offered me a million dollars, I couldn't have told you it was Johnny Johnny West. But as I looked it up and looked at it and said, yep, that's exactly what I had. I had that brown horse. And the cowboy in the blue, and it came with a ton of accessories. I remember he had the rifle, he had the pistol with the holsters. You could put the holsters on him. He had like a canteen, he had a knapsack. I mean, it was just a ton of stuff. You put the hat on his head, take the hat off his head. He would sit on that horse and ride it just right. It was one of my my favorite toys. And I mean, I must have been, gosh, I must have been five, six years old. It's going back that far. But yeah, I do remember it. That's pretty awesome. And that's it for number 14, Mark's Best of the West. All right, coming into number 13, we've talked a lot about action figures and stuff up till now, but now it's time to break out the V8s, man. It's Matchbox Cars. Pick it up the rest. Crank it in. Then wet it down with real jets of water. Take it through the scrubbers and into the super spin dryer. Now that's clean. There's also... Well, you can take the elevator to the rooftop service center for a tune-up. Check out the new cars in the showroom. Then raise the gate and go. Matchbox Motors, car wash and cars, each sold separately. Some assembly required. And come on, come on. We all have some Matchbox cars. Pat... What do you remember about Matchbox? Oh, boy. Just always getting them. You either got them as a Christmas stocking. You got them as a birthday present from aunts, uncles, family, friends, whoever. 
they would get you a matchbox car or if it's equivalent the hot wheels being able to put the tracks together or i would use the tracks for sword fighting you would whack people with the plastic (laughs) (laughs) that orange plastic (laughs) yeah I don't know if that was well, Hot Wheels or Matchbox, but either way, I think they all kind of had the same. Either way, Matchboxes were cool. All the different car designs, fun times. I would make, we had a dirt driveway, and so I was able to make, you know, a big city with roads and all that from my cars and come up with a big ice cream bucket full of cars. That sounds like a great, great day of playing. What, what about you, Jared? What do you remember about Matchbox? you have a favorite Matchbox car? Not necessarily a favorite car, but I just, I mean, everybody loved Hot Wheels. And reveal to the listeners, Hot Wheels didn't make our top 20 list. Matchbox did, which I find shocking because I think Hot Wheels are more prolific. But I always liked Matchbox because they would always try something new. They had the ones where you could put the little key in the back and then squeeze the key and the car would shoot out. Or my favorite ones were the ones where um, you could hit it and there was a little mechanism it would flip and the car would look like it was damaged. Like it oh, had damaged. oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was the bee's knees, man, because Hot Wheels were just Hot Wheels. They rarely did any gimmicks. But Matchbox would try these gimmicks more often. I really remember those. And then, Pat, it's funny, you're out playing with them in the dirt and Jason and I my memory of it is we would get out we had a lot of books a lot of hardback books we'd make tracks with the books and make ramps with books oh yeah, yeah. stack them and angle them and uh-huh. we'd run them down on that that orange track and then we'd use the book to sort of launch it and see which, oh, okay. which one would launch the furthest like that's just an amazing toy because you go you can still buy matchbox and hot wheels at walmart right now you know, that's one of those things when like my kids my boys when they're at that age three or four you take them to the store you tell them hey if you're good today i'll pick you up a toy you matchbox Hot was 99 cents, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they're well behaved, they get that car and they're happy, and you're like, hey, that's an investment well spent right there. 99 cents for them to behave. So, yeah, that's, I'll shut up now. But uh, Matchbox and Hot Wheels, definitely. All right. Well, since we're talking about some really cool cars, I think this one fits in with a really cool car. And I believe they probably made a Matchbox or a Hot Wheel of this thing, too, probably. I think I own one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. That'd be cool to have. But coming in at number 12 is the toys from the real Ghostbusters. We interrupt with a Ghostbuster bulletin. Paranormal activity has been sighted in New York. Ghostbusters are going live to the sea. She got a ghost! My new crazy cop girl, get him. Each sold separately. Buddy, you're gone with the wind. Ah! Cool new equipment. Where's Ray? Yes, another ghost! My grandma grapple will get ya! Ah! Super weapon! If you see anything unusual, you know who to call. Ghostbuster! We got one! We're not moving. He is. <laughs> <laughs> who are you going to call? I can act that whole commercial. <laughs> Alright, well, Jared, since you are a big Ghostbusters fan... Perhaps have you have or have any real Ghostbusters figures or toys? Yes, these were definitely sought after by me in those glorious years living in Germany in the late 80s. I thought they were so cool. My favorite thing about them was the proton packs because it was, you know, it was plastic stream, but it was all bendy and you twist it and it gave it a real cool effect. It looked like the way that I like the way they did that was so simple, yeah. but yet cool at the same time. That's what got me. And each one came with a 
ghosts. And then they started like a second series where there was like the mailman that turns into a ghost and the trash man that turns into a ghost and like all kinds of different stuff. I only had maybe one or two of them when I was a kid in Germany, but I always liked them. So they've definitely been a high priority for me in my yard sale. And I've got a pretty nice collection now. I think oh, I have all the original Ghostbusters, Janine, Lewis, uh, a lot of those yeah. male man that turns into ghosts. Like I got a lot of those. I have a pretty nice little collection now, but I tell you what is hard as nails to find is the accessories. You can find the figures all day long. But you know my favorite part with the yeah. spinning little plastic yep. thing? Can't find them anywhere. Oh, wow. They recently, within the last couple of years, re-released those. You know, almost exactly the way they looked back in the 80s. Uh, they okay. were short-lived in Walmart. And I only came across, I think, Venkman. And I totally bought it. Um, mm. So I have a Venkman from the new... Uh, it's quote-unquote new. They look just like they did. Sure. Back then. But uh, I'd talk all day about those questions. I love them. I still have a bunch of them. But, man, I'm looking for accessories. Definitely fun-looking toys. I loved watching the cartoon. was a fun cartoon to watch. So getting figures like out of that really cool yeah i'm amazed at how well that I'm, i know i'm going to talk about this but i'm amazed at how well that cartoon has held up like mm-hmm. the fan base for it because i'm honestly a little old for it because i was like 12 or 13 when it was sure out. but the fan they kept making them well past then they even got a new series and it holds up man the fans for it mm, very cool jason ghostbusters the real ghostbuster toys you know, I'm just going to defer to what Jared said. By this time, I'm in high school, so I'm not really collecting toys anymore. I'm into the girls now, you know? You know what I'm got saying? chicks. All right, I was after the chicks. Got Big Jim out. Hey. <laughs> whoa, whoa. But no, yeah, I definitely see the appeal for it, but I never had any of the, any of the action figures Although I do uh, stare with envy every time I go to Jared's house and see those action figures. And he's going to realize someday, it's like, is my collection getting smaller every time Jason <laughs> Awesome stuff. You got Big Jim out with in the scuba gear. <laughs> if you got a 12-inch Big Jim, you got to take him out of the package. <laughs> you can't leave him in the package. Yeah, there's another package. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's just move on. I will bring us into the number eleven toy on our countdown. Apparently, this toy is exceptionally valuable. Apparently, you can get at least six million dollars for it because it's the six million dollar man. Six million dollar man, ready to operate and command. Colonel Steve Austin is the six million dollar man, complete with the technology to replace his bionic modules. Check him out with the bionic transport and repair station. Control his amazing lifting strength. See through his wide-angle bionic eye. The man, his bionic transport that becomes a repair station and a working backpack radio. All right, $6 million, man. That's another 12-inch, maybe 11-inch doll. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Fun fact before I pass it to you guys, when I first started flipping yard sale to ebay back literally 20 something years ago this is one of the very first things i ever sold i found a six million dollar man doll at the yard sale got it for a buck flipped it for at the time maybe 25 dollars. but anyway steve austin six million dollar man jason talked to me. it may as well have cost six million dollars because <laughs> i could not afford them i never had a six million dollar man toy there's no way mom and dad were going to plot down the money that those toys cost. But my friend Greg Ringler had 
like a sweet collection. He had like a little lab table where you could put the little wires into the arms. You could open up the arm to see the interior thing. And the toy where you could look through the back of the head to see the telescope. That's the one that I sold on eBay. Oh, man. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was the coolest toy ever. Probably because I didn't have it. You know how it is when you go to your friend's house. Because the Emmy's like, I'm going to go to again, I guess. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? You've got gold here. I would, I would kill a man for this $6 million. Great toy. Tons of fun. Never had it. Never had it. You know, see it in stores at the time growing up as a kid. But like Jason said, some of those toys were out of reach for a kid down on his luck. Parents, you know, scraping by with lots of other kids. So you know how it goes. Man, oh man. You know, it's funny. Like, I have seen Steve Austin doll from time to time. But I know they made Oscar Goldman his boss. But I've never seen one of those in a while. Except on the 40-year-old version, remember, in that movie, he was like, I got Oscar Goldman as his boss. In fact, I think Seth Rogen said, is that $6 million man's boss? <laughs> like, yeah, it's Oscar Goldman. <laughs> anyway, so that is $6 million man coming in at number 11, which means we're about to enter the top 10. Jason gets to do us the honors. Coming in at number 10, we have the Aurora Model Kits, specifically... The Monster Model Kids. <laughs> From the deep, dark dungeons of Zachary's Castle. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Little bit of eyeball in there. Have some more eyeballs. There we go. <laughs> now arises the movie monsters of classic horror. The Aurora Monsters! The model craze that gripped the world! And oh, I'm uh, looking at an image of them right now. They are so beautiful. Uh, Jared, I gotta start with you. I know that you love these things. Talk to me. Oh man, as I've stated, I don't know how many times, if I had infinite time, Model building would be the extra hobby I would pick up. But between my art, my podcasting, my eBay stuff, I just don't have time for it. But man, I have come across some of these Aurora model kits. Most of the time I come across them in my art sale adventures, they're re-released. They re-released these again in like 2000, 2001 timeframe. And you know what? I wouldn't even care. I just want to build them. I just want to build them and paint them and put them on my shelf. There's Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, Phantom of the Opera. I mean, the box art alone is just killer. I just wish I had the time to build models. I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't do a shout-out. I'm pretty sure Aurora also made the James Bond model kits around the same time. I came across oh, right, right. a... Uh, like the odd job. Odd job. I, I came across an odd job, and I bought him. I think he was actually a reproduction. And again, he sat on a shelf forever. Our mutual friend, Alan Porter, actually builds models. That's his hobby. So I, I mailed it to Alan. I was like, give it a good home. Somebody who's going to love it. But yeah, Aurora model kits. I need to shut up and let Pat talk. Pat, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the artwork on those are really cool. It wasn't really something, at least the figures, I wasn't into as a kid. But the memory that it brings back to me with model kits, there was a whole big aisle at the stores. Like, you'd go into Toys R Us or any other toy store. It was a full aisle of just all kinds of model kits. Mm -hmm. Planes, space stuff, all that stuff. 
was there, man, did I wish I could put that stuff together. I tried as a kid, but you know, I got, then you got the all gooey and I was all, I couldn't put them all the models together, but props to Alan for seeing the stuff that he's doing now. I'm like, yeah, I think mm. I'd like to do that now that I'm a little more patient. <laughs> yes. But very cool toys, very cool things to do. Yeah, yeah very nice. Coming in at number nine. You all know it. You're all waiting for it. She's coming in dressed in plastic. She's fantastic. <laughs> it's Barbie. Barbie, you're beautiful. You make me feel my Barbie doll is really real. Barbie's small and so her clothes and figure look so neat Her dancing outfit rings the bell At parties she will cast a spell Purses, hats, and gloves galore And all the gadgets gals adore Barbie dressed for swim and fun is only $3 Her lovely fashions range from $1 to $5 Look for Barbie wherever dolls are sold Someday I'm gonna be exactly like you Till then I know just what I'll do Well, it's Mattel. It's swell. So, Barbie, have you heard of her, Jared? Yes, Pat, of course I've heard of Barbie. You know, I was too much of a man-child to play with Barbie, but I did have a little sister, and I'm not going to lie. I kind of dug Barbie and the Rockers. Our little oh, sister yeah, had cool. Barbie and the Rockers, which, you know, they were kind of putting that up against Jim and the holograms. And let's yeah. be honest, I think Jim was probably superior. But my sister had a cool set, a stage that they would perform on that was shaped like a guitar, and it played music and stuff. And, I mean, I'm not saying I snuck in there to play with it. All right. <laughs> let's talk. Let's pat you, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you figured, you know, yeah. Because oh. I was sneaking in there to play with her Barbie thing. I saw Jared playing with the... <laughs> <laughs> they pulled out his big gym and like, hey, I, I, yeah i don't really have much to say about barbie other than longevity right i will say though interestingly when my ex-wife left she left behind a huge barbie collection and i thought silver lining i can ebay this ass right yes good good <laughs> But most of it's not really worth that much. I was really kind of surprised. Like, she had a bunch of stuff from, like, the 80s and things that are still, like, in the package. Like, an X-Files, Barbie and Ken, and Mm -hmm. things like that. I was a little disappointed in the resale market of Barbie. Explanation, Jared? Absolutely. This goes back to the old adage that if something is designed to be collectible, it probably isn't. That is, that is a great yard sailor's adage. Yeah, and some of those, as you've probably discovered, Jason, like the X-Files ones, or to probably more our interest, they do have a couple of James Bond Barbies. It's Ken is Bond and Barbie is a Bond girl, which is pretty cool. But yeah, a lot of times, you know, they, they market those special editions and Christmas editions. Like, if it's designed to be collectible, it usually isn't. The real money Barbies, if, if you find them like that, Jason, your best is just sell them in a lot. Just do a whole lot of them and somebody, you'll get decent money for that. But the real find for Barbies, surprisingly, or the I find most of the money, clothes. The clothes for Barbies, especially that. from yeah. the 70s, 80s. I mean, if you get them from the 60s and 50s, God bless you, right? But even the 70s and 80s, you get a nice clothing lot because most kids, like we did with our toys, you, know, you kind of lose the accessories. But yeah, clothes is where the money's at in Barbies, as far as I've discovered. 
Aha! All right. For my Barbie experience, well, I grew up with three older sisters, so Barbies were in the house. So, And then having a daughter myself, Barbie had a little comeback in the 2000s with some of the movies they were doing. My daughter was really big into like this Rapunzel movie and Barbie, these kind of themes they were doing in. Brought back, I remember we even got her like one of the castles. So that's my good Barbie memory, so. Very cool. Then I will take us into number eight, kind of the opposite of the Big Jim toy line. Small Pete. Micronauts. Micronauts? Micronauts, Pat, Micronauts. This is the world of the Micronauts, a Croyer, the enemy, and the Micronauts Space Warriors, all sold separately. Space Glider, Galactic Warrior, Time Traveler, made to fit the Micronaut vehicles, like the Photon Sled. You can stage make-believe battles against a Croyer. Like all Micronauts, a Croyer has interchangeable parts, so you can create your own toys. Micronauts, made of plastic and die-cast metal, each sold separately by Mego. All right, so we've got Micronauts. What do you guys got on Micronauts? That seems like a late 70s, early 80s toy to me. Uh, Pat, yeah, Micronauts? I don't remember the toy as much as I do the comic book. Same. But it definitely was a cool concept, and I don't remember if any of my friends had them. Uh, what about you, Jason? I'm with Pat on this one. I remember the advertisements. I remember the comic. I thought they were a cool design, but I can't recall ever owning one, and I can't for the life of me remember playing with them with any of my friends. After 20-something years of yard selling, you'd think I would have come across them, but I got nothing. So I guess whoever these kids were that bought the Micronauts didn't allow anyone else to play with them and kept them hidden for years. That's all I got. Micronauts! All right, well, I know we're all going to be familiar with this next one. Coming in at number seven, we have the DC Superpowers line. Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers collection. What's this? The dam's about to blow and take Robin with it? Who'll stop the Joker and Luther? Aquaman! Kenner's new Superpowers collection figures with power action, each sold separately with its own mini-comic. Aquaman's down! Who can help now? A power ring, a power action punch. Diffuse the bomb! Can this madness be stopped in time? You decide. We all had them. Jared, talk about it. Yes, sir, I will. Because <laughs> I still have a grand collection of these. All right, just to refresh your memory for those at home, although they probably mentioned it on the commercial I just played, they all had some kind of an action move, like you squeeze Flash's arms, his legs kick. You know, you squeeze somebody else's legs like Batman, I think does a karate chop. Dude, these are really cool. These are very quintessential 80s toys. I think we all remember. One of the things that might stick out in your mind is the box art or the card art. I think that was Jose Garcia Lopez's designs, praise be his name. It's so 80s DC and it's so wonderful. And I still have a bunch of them. Circa 2001, 2002, when I was stationed in Maxwell in Montgomery, got a new co-worker. He came in and he kind of found out I was the guy who was into old toys and stuff. He was like, hey, man, make me an offer on this box. And this box was full of, actually, had two boxes. One was full of Transformers. One was full of DC superpowers. And I made him an offer. He took it and I sold the Transformers but I still have every one of the superpowers. And this dude, I had them all. I think I'm only missing maybe two or three from the whole series. Like he even had Clark Kent, which was a mail away. 
So I even have the Clark Kent one. So yes, these are proudly displayed in my figure cabinet as we speak. Very, very cool. Came with many comics. Anyway, I gotta let other people talk. These are awesome. Pat, what do you know about them? Like Jared, they were a very popular toy and to have those were really cool. I didn't have a lot of them. I know my friends did. Because I was more into Star Wars getting those at the time, so I kicked myself for not picking up some of the, you know, of these cool DC toys. Man, I would love to have some of those just with me right now. Yeah, you know, funny thing, I didn't have, I don't remember having any of them as a kid. I think those were coming out around about the same time, like the Marvel Secret Wars were coming out, and that's where I was dumping my money. I was getting those Marvel Secret Wars figures. Yeah, in retrospect, I think the DC superpowers were actually slightly better figures, but those Marvel ones were hard to turn away, especially when Secret Wars itself was just so popular. Like, everything was converging, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Coming in at number six is the Superheroes Meagle Dolls. It's the world's greatest superhero collection, featuring Batman and the other half of the dynamic duo, Robin. The Hulk, that green superhero, he's fully posable. Falcon, the winged black superhero. Shazam and Iron Man. The world's greatest superheroes collection. Each superhero action figure sold separately from Mego. Man, these were really cool with the cloth that they had for the costumes. You know, they were close to what nine-inch kind of figures are on there. Nine, ten, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah a little bit. There were no big gems, but yeah. <laughs> who could be? Who could be? Anyway, Jared, what's mm. your thought? Jason's probably gonna remember a little bit more than me because these are more of a late '70s toy, early or early '80s. I'll be honest with you, the only ones I remember Jason and I having as kids were Star Trek Migos, and we had some cool ones. I want to say we had like Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and the Klingon. Jason's gonna have a better memory. I'm gonna pass it down. Yeah, no, your memory is correct. We had Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and the Klingon. So I guess I did have a big Jim. <laughs> Get it? Never mind. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I also had a Spider-Man, uh, and I enjoyed putting the, the Spider-Man head on the Captain Kirk. Sometimes that was funny. <laughs> but, yeah, those were really cool, really fun to play with, because they had the actual clothes, and they had cool accessories. I had tons of fun with the, the Migos, so good pick. They had some cool playsets to go with them, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I remember reading somewhere that the name, the guy that created them or whatever he called amigo because he had a little brother and whenever he went somewhere his little brother would go amigo too amigo too so he called oh, cool. he remembered that and called amigos there was a slight resurgence in amigos just a couple years ago because that guy whose name i can't remember also jason like he kind of revamped the property but they ended up going to discount stores pretty quickly and that's where i found them at, at dirt cheap they had, like, I Dream of Genie Migos, a couple of Star Trek Migos. Since they were dirt cheap, I still picked them up. Charlie's Angels Migos are some of those. Some Happy Days Migos. These are all that came out in the last couple of years. Mm. So, like, you can find some cool ones on the cheap if you go out there and check eBay. But just make sure that, you know, you're okay with them being modern redos. You know, if you yeah. don't, don't think you're buying a Charlie's Angels from the 70s. It's, yeah. it's a modern. But they're out there. So, you know, just want to let everybody know. 
Yeah, I did see some relaunch of uh, like Marvel. They had I remember seeing like a Human Torch one. I thought looked pretty cool. Well, gentlemen, we are breaking in to the top five. This is the cream of the crop, the best toys of our childhood, as voted on by you, our listeners and social media participants. Coming in at number five is definitely one of my favorites. It has definitely stood the test of time because not only were they introduced in about, oh, I'll give you a hint here, 1988 ish, 89 ish, but there's been new versions of them for every generation since. It is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtle Power. Each the ninja arc. Donatello, master of the staff. Leonardo, the katana blade. My Raphael, the And Michelangelo, the new shackles. Radical uh, and master of the willing pizza. Hey, who had the pepperoni and ice cream? All right, guys, the Ninja Turtles, to me, will always be like the modern-day Scooby-Doo. You know, Scooby-Doo has been newly reminted for, like, every generation so far, so has the Turtles. So, Jason, what do you got on Turtles? I know, again, probably getting popular when you're getting out of toys, but thoughts? Yeah, Turtles was definitely popular when I was getting out of toys, but I know you liked them, so we had Turtles around the house. I did some babysitting around this time, and the kids liked the turtles. So I would be playing Ninja Turtles with the kids. I was babysitting. And, of course, that first movie came out. I thought the first movie was really good, too. So I really enjoyed that. So, yeah, Jared's still getting turtles, apparently. He's holding a big, giant Leonardo right now. It's not a big gym, but that's a big Leo. (laughs) But, yeah, so even though not personally a collector, I like them. And definitely they were influential uh, as I was coming of age. Pat, you're slightly younger than Jason. Were you young enough to get in on the Turtles craze? Oh, uh, yeah. Even though I was slightly younger with Jason, I wasn't really good with the ladies. So I would play with some toys to pass the time. And yeah. <laughs> April O'Neil's a lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the toys that I collected. Once they hit big with the cartoon, toys were everywhere. And so... I would get, I think I still have all four Turtles and Splinter. I think I even have a Casey Jones yet. But what I did with mine, I thought I was kind of cool in doing was because like the equipment kind of came like one solid color. Like the bow staff was just all brown and the swords were all silver or what, Mm -hmm. you know. So I thought it was cool to get some model paint. And I painted, you know, the bow staff, I painted, you know, whiter to match what they had and where the size yeah yeah i got you yeah and the size they painted on there too and just made it a little more detailed uh you know poor man's way of making some action figures look cool i'll tell you what they're so popular and prolific you know most of the toys we've talked about on here for me are pretty challenging to find at yard sales i i still come across a fair amount of turtles my, my wife was just remarking the other day. She's like, you know, Jay had like the best Turtles collection ever because we had so many. Because I just find them at yard sales. Mm-hmm. And he had, between modern Turtles and oh, going back to the 80s, he probably had 60 Turtles. And probably wow. 20 of them were from the 80s. And they're just great. I mean, they were so prolific, they still pop up today. And they're, they're a ton of fun. I, I still love those original ones. Yeah, original ones are cool. Anyways, uh, that is number five. We are getting to the creamest of the crop. 
All right, coming in at number four, it's Transformers. There's the Autobot that fits me! But where are the Autobots? Who cares? Decepticons are gone! Oh no, look! Introducing the Autobots Omega Supreme Defense Base. It comes with a motorized tank with flashing turret lights. Decepticons! Counter attack Omega Supreme! Omega Supreme will stop them! Omega Supreme is invincible! The Transformers sold separately. Batteries not included from Hasbro. All right, Pat, I see some Transformers behind you, so I'm going to start with you. I had some Transformers back in the day. They were a little harder to come by. Again, you know, on that, parents had a budget. Four kids growing up, it was hard to come by. So I would only get some of the little ones. But thanks to some good friends of mine, I was able to get one of my favorite toys that I really wanted was a Jetfire. And I got two from Christmas's ass. So I really appreciate it. Fun, fun toys. If I could go back and give myself tons of money, I want to go pick these things up. If I could turn back time. Yeah, that's why I'm wearing Father Time for New Year's. <laughs> I'm trying to turn back that time. Oh, Jared, Transformers. I know we weren't really huge on Transformers growing up. We were much more into G.I. Joe, which I had noticed as a mm. That's strange. Mm. But let's talk about Transformers. Did you even have any? I, can't I had two. I had two, and I think I got them used, and I couldn't even tell you how. Uh, weirdly enough, they were both triple changers. I had, uh, I think, I'm going to say one of the, the bad guy's name might have been Astro Train. I think he turned into a train and a space shovel and a robot. That sounds like a... It does. It really does. It's <laughs> like you, you and Big Jim would get together with Astro Train. Anyways... Hey, Barbie, what are you doing later? Huh? <laughs> I might be making this up. It might have been Blitzkrieg. I may be wrong about that, but I want to say he was a tank and a jet and a robot. I wish Delvin was here. He'd know. Yeah. I, I think I just picked him up on the uh, uh, on the used somewhere, maybe at a yard sale in my youth or something. Maybe one of my friends gave him to me, like, took pity on me. Like, here, take these two Transformers and never bother me again, you know? Maybe I stole them out of somebody's shed. That's a story for a whole other day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going with. <laughs> I've told that story in too many different places. But yeah, that's it, man. Again, we're rich kids by any stretch of the imagination, so we had to make our choices, and we were definitely a G.I. Joe household, which is weird. We haven't seen them on the... Strange, isn't it? Yeah. I guess the moral of the story is is that if you're rich enough that you don't notice when Jared and I are stealing your toys, you're too rich. Too rich, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming in at number three... And I guess it doesn't surprise me. I think it's probably a decent spot. I don't know what two and one is, but I got my guesses. But coming in at number three is the Masters of the Universe. Now you can imagine all the power in the universe. The Masters of the Universe collection. 23 pieces, each sold separately. There's He-Man and these heroic action figures. Skeletor and the Warriors of Evil. And four fighting creatures. Castle Grayskull, Point Dread and the Talon Fighter. You put them together. And battle machines like the attack track. Batteries not included. What would you do with all the power in the universe? He-Man, Skeletor, and all other items from the Masters of the Universe collection. Each sold separate. From Mattel. Here we are. Born to be king. We're the Masters of the Universe. 
Avengers. That would have been great if it had been on the Dolph Lundgren movie, if Queen had done that for that. (laughs) That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. All right, we'll go to Jared. Do you have or dabble in any of the He-Man Masters of the Universe figures? Yes and no, Pat. In my childhood, much like Transformers, I had like two. Mm -hmm. I had, get ready for Jason to giggle, I had Fisto. Fisto likes his big joke. Fisto, Astrid, Big Jim. (laughs) It's a trio of toys that you just gotta love. Fisto, and I had my, I just think remember my aunt bought me, I want to say his name was Modulock. He was kind of cool because he was modular. Okay. He could make his, he had different torsos, he had different arms, different tails, Mm. legs, like you could, and you were, you could build him almost like Lego, you know? Okay. Snap him together in different formations. So he was neat. Uh, but that was about it. Like, I had friends that were all about, you know, they had Castle Grace called Snake Mountain, all the guys, you know. But again, we were G.I. Joe people. We didn't have the extra money. So I probably picked him up from aunts or uncles. Just kind of bought me a toy for Christmas. But my wife, Johanna, is a huge collector of He-Man. She has... I don't think it's hyperbole to say she has 90% of the original run of everything. Oh. We're talking toys, vehicles, play sets, everything. Because we've just found it all over the years at Yard Sale. Because yeah. when she was growing up, you know, she played She-Ra. She-Ra yeah. was her okay. jam. And Mattel was really smart about doing that. Because yeah. they had her playing She-Ra and her younger brother. He's only two, three years younger than her. He was in the He-Man. So that, that allows you to cross-pollinate. Now, yep. you don't have Barbies and G.I. Joes. You've got two things that go together. So she's always been a fan of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. She's got almost all the original stuff. She's got a ton of the... Remember when it came back out again in like 2001 with a kind of anime look? It was really cool. That was a good show. Mm-hmm. She's got all that. And then it came out again like classic retro. They just keep coming. Yeah, they keep- and I just keep buying them for her. I mean, they just came out with two new runs this last year, you know, based off the Netflix show. And uh, yep. yeah, it's crazy how He-Man just keeps going. And yeah, we got a ton of it. Jason, any thoughts on He-Man, Master of the Universe? Personally, I always thought it was pretty cool, but I had to prioritize what I was buying at the time, and He-Man just wasn't making the cut. Really, the most memorable He-Man moment I have is playing that He-Man board game with Jared and Johanna. The last oh, time that is a cool it. game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the freshest memory of He-Man, probably the only memory of He-Man that I have. In case you didn't know, Pat, for the listeners out there, this is worth talking about. I think Jason's talking about the one you play with actual He-Man figures. Oh, cool. Yes. Basically, you have to run your character through a gauntlet of bad guys, and then you end up having to fight Skeletor at the end. But there's traps along the way. It's really cool the way you lay it out. You have to have, like, a lot of floor space. And it comes with little cardboard standees, but, you know, F that. We go get the figures out of the case because you can play with real figures. I have a G.I. Joe game like that as well, a board game where you play with the real figures. Interesting. I had maybe a few of the figures. I'm sure I had the Manny faces and I had He-Man himself with the swords. But what I really remember the most about He-Man is coming home from school to watch the cartoon. Nice. Yeah, we have all those too. Johanna collects everything. (laughs) Yep. Yep, indeed. He-Man's got this sort of... Lo- I'll talk again all night about this stuff, but there's like a lost era of He-Man. Look, did you know there was like a He-Man line that came out in like 90? And it was much more sci-fi oriented. It's, the, it's a weird line that it only lasts from like 90 to 92. Oh, Those really? are the hard ones to find. Like we find them at yard sales from time to time. And they look so different that you wouldn't even realize. You're like, what is this? And you look it up. Oh, this is a freaking weird He-Man wow. era. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. that was He-Man at number three. 
coming in at number two, gentlemen. Each and every one of us had a bunch of these. I inherited this collecting hobby from my brother. Jason had a bunch, I think, by the time I was born. It's Star Wars. It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi! With R2-D2 and C-3PO, there's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Okay, guys, Star Wars, I know we all have a lot to say about Star Wars figures. They hung in there forever. They died out a little bit. Came back in the 90s with Power of the Force, died out a little bit. Came back again with Prequel. You all know the history of Star Wars figures, so, uh, Jason. Oh, my gosh. Man, Star Wars was the toy that I collected growing up because I couldn't afford a lot of the sets. Of the sets I did have was like the X-Wing fighter and the Landspeeder. Those were kind of the two sets I had. My friend John Clark, he had like the Death Star, so we would just oh, play for hours on the Death Sweet. Star. You know, kind of phase two. Jared kind of comes along around Empire, Empire. back-ish. I remember getting the Snowspeeder for Christmas. You got the Snowspeeder for Christmas. I was going to murder you and steal that from you oh, in your sleeve. Cool. It was so cool. The lights you that light up and Oh, oh yeah, it had the guns and it had the little tow cable that would come off. Yeah. Oh. And you could put two pilots in there, like back to back. So you had like Luke and Dak in there. Uh, you had that base, the Imperial attack base that had the collapsing bridge and the mm-hmm. gun. Oh, oh this Yoda playset. I had the Yoda playset. Oh, Yoda yeah, playset. Yeah, yeah. yeah all cool. the playsets. Jared got them, of course. So I had the Lance Reader, just like you. Well, we'll get, we'll, get into that. we'll get into that later. But I think most memorable moments I have was when the prequels came out when Phantom Menace came out and say what you will about it and everybody mm-hmm. pans it but there was such an excitement to that and I yeah. took my son to the midnight release at Toys R Us so that we could go and just get all of the new action figures the Qui-Gon Jinn's we didn't even, hadn't even seen the movie, so we didn't even Jar-Jar. know like, who they were. Like, I don't know who this Jar Jar Binks is. He looks cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> in there. You know, so we just, you know, Darth Maul, everybody went into that. And it was just such a, a memorable event. So, yeah, Star Wars has been with me forever. And uh, when I die, like the pharaohs of old, just pile on my Star Wars stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I love how, like, it's so prominent for Jason, but it, it lasted so long through Jedi. It, it infected me again. I, I love that Yoda playset. Mm-hmm. I still remember getting the black outfit Luke with the green lightsaber oh, yeah. for my birthday. I, the Jabba the Hutt set, I remember getting it. Like, anyway, Pat, it's your turn. Oh, man. Wow. Just like Jason, you know, that this was the toy to have for me growing up in the, the late 70s. 80s and, and that man the, the old original ones fun times just everybody in your neighborhood had them and we would all play together the kids in my neighborhood some had more some of the other bigger play sets and, and toys like I remember somebody had the Death Star too that, that wedge of a Death Star that had the different floors and all oh man I was so jealous 
to play with that thing. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. You never seen one of them? Oh, I mean, there? like in a catalog, but like I never oh, seen. Oh, one. but yeah, and that thing was the coolest thing in the garbage compactor. It was like little stuffed. Uh, it had the bridge. You could take the bridge yeah, across, the and then bridge you could out. you could hook loops on, and then swing them across yeah. the little. Oh, the Death Star, Death Star. Yeah, the yes. Death Star. Oh, I thought you said Star Destroyer. But oh, I, I could have said. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> Star Wars. They had a Star Destroyer that was like <laughs> that too. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of fun stuff to have. That you know, as a kid, I again couldn't afford a lot, of, but so the toys that I did, I cherished really a lot. Luckily, I had a lot of kids in the neighborhood that we would play with them. But as Jason mentioned, when when they came back out and like Power of the Force was getting big again, I was lucky enough, and I still am lucky, to have a beautiful lady in my life that I'm married to right now was working at the Walmart during this time. A Power of the Force was coming out, and then during the time that the whole reason he's married to her. I just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she suckered me in with. Hey, and she worked in the toy department as well, too. So when the boxes came in, I guess she's getting Give me that short box, Leia. Oh, (laughs) bye-bye. So I I owe a lot to her for getting me all the Power of the Force figures, all the Phantom of the Menace figures that came out. You know, like Jason, I didn't have to wait in line. I just, hey, when you get home, where's my stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I had to wait in line. I had to go at midnight and wait in line. Uh, Uh, So you're telling me you had all the access? I had all (laughs) the access. (laughs) And I still do. I actually still have all those figures. I have them boxed and carded yet. And then I have a set unboxed because then I would put them on a big display shelves in my room. With stand, I went and bought some stands off the internet back in the day. You had to look on the internet to find these cool stands that they would fit on. Yeah, so that's my big Star Wars. You know, the only story I'm going to add is I had the good fortune to work at the movie theater when they did the re-release. And when they did the re-release, they sent our theater a box of 50 Luke Skywalkers in oh, the yeah. outfit. Yep. And they were supposed to go to the first 50 through the door for people that are there to see the re-release of, I think it was Star Wars, might have been Jedi, can't remember. Just to make it more exciting, that uh, movie release got pushed back a week. So the date on the packaging is actually wrong. Mm, yep. They dated the packaging, and it, it. it actually no. came out a week later. So it's it's an error, and it's rare. And like I said, they sent us a box of 50 to give to the first 50 that came through the door. Me and my cohorts at the theater kept all 50. <laughs> No, you kept forty-nine. Oh, I, I gave one to Jason. And you gave one to me. I <laughs> sold a couple to the people I knew who were. I mean, because they people were giving me like fifty bucks each. When you're in college, oh, sure. fifty bucks is hot nuggets right there, man. Mm-hmm. So I was selling them at fifty bucks a pop for some folks. You know, wasn't supposed to do that. I'm a terrible person, but I also stole GI Joe's out of a guy's shed. So whatever. <laughs> no, we're not here. We're not here to point fingers or name names. All right. Okay. All right, we are about to get into number one. Before we do that, we're going to pass around the room and talk about maybe uh, one or two of our favorite toys that didn't make the top 20 list. Just personal favorites between uh, Pat, Jason, and I, and I kind of sprung this on them. So I'll buy them a little time and, and tell you guys, I really like a couple things. I'll keep it short, though. I don't pull Pat. I loved an obscure toy that some of you won't even remember from the late 80s called Army Ants. They were really cool. They were about two-inch ant figures, and they all had, like, military specialties. Some, there was one that was, like, a helicopter pilot because he had wings. There was a guy who had dynamite. There was a guy with a rifle. There was a whole bunch. 
there was a blue force and an orange force and i loved army a whole bunch they came out in late really 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 dug them another favorite of mine a 80s toy which was even smaller than army ants was the muscle figures in uscle uh, yeah, um, those were kind of cool those have made a slight comeback recently they did a partnership license with masters of the universe so you could get he-man in that same you know color and stuff like that i think johanna has some of those probably anyway uh jason i can definitely guess one you're going to talk about really yes okay and i have a strong gso <laughs> i know what your most cherished choice that from childhood was is uh it's definitely hard to find <laughs> yeah it's no, right I'm up there with my uh I, i'm gonna steal another one with my Dukes of Hazard Barnbuster set, which I found on eBay. Like, if I'm willing to drop about 75 bucks, I can reclaim that set. But it, you know what? It's Jason's turn. Well, I talked a little bit about Marvel Secret Wars action figures. I really enjoyed those, particularly mm. with the little lenticular shield things that yep. they had. I thought those were really cool. Viewmaster was another one that was big that I used to hang out with all the time. I used to love going to the store and they'd have in the toy aisle, they'd have the rack, you know, how they used to put like the DVDs up there, but they would have just all these different Viewmasters you could get, you know, Charlie's Angels. I had like Bionic Man, I had Spider-Man, I had Batman 66, I had, you know, James Bond, I had Moonraker. G.I. Joe from issue one was in there. I just had all kinds of Viewmaster stuff. It was just so cool. But Jared's right. At the end of the day, Guns and Navarone. That Navarone playset, man. That was oh, just the piece de resistance. <laughs> we, we play with it outside because it was out in the garage. I pull that sucker down and then you had the front facing mountain two gun platforms on the mountain the mountain itself had like edges that were on there that you could set the gray nazi soldiers on you had a play mat that you rolled out little obstacles on the play mat you had the green forces the good guys with landing crafts that you could put them in the landing crafts move them in the back side of the mountains cut away so you had what was it like three or four floors on there with personnel ladder so you could move personnel up there's an ammunition thing that you could like pull ammunition up to the guns little stacks little pyramids stacks of rounds radios tables weapons racks there it is oh, oh 1497 Oh, so well spelled. Uh, the ladders up there with the soldiers climbing up the ladders. It was just the coolest, most fun playset ever. Yeah, someday, someday it will be mine again. I still remember that one myself. It is epic. It, yeah, I've tried to fight it for Jason to be like the best brother of Christmas. And it's commands such a high price on eBay these days. I'm going to be a terrible brother. But like, I don't think I've ever seen it. Like, close to complete, it still gets, like, 200 plus, 300. Yeah. Like, if you had a complete one in the box, you're probably staring down the barrel almost a grand. I wish I still had I don't know what happened to it. I suspect mom, but... <laughs> <laughs> Can't prove anything, right? Because Yeah, because yeah, it was still in the box. I had all the pieces and everything. Oh, yeah. the little tanks and the... It, oh, just, it was super sweet. Pat, to you, sir. Toys we haven't mentioned before we get to number one. Boy... It's hard to think about. Like Jason, you know, those to me were the the army men kind of a things. 
So I had a lot of those because they were easily accessible and you could, you know, hey, buy me a pack of army men for, you know, what have you. The thing that I remember the most about those was they made like a space one or, or maybe somebody made like an offshoot one where they were kind of sci-fi kind of army men. And I really loved those and had some fun with those as well, too. I'm going to go with Robotech toys because I'm a big Robotech fan. You know, they made action figures and Matchbox got them from overseas. And I think I have one or two of those toys. Uh, again, kicking myself that I didn't go back and get some of those action figures. But one of the things that I really enjoyed... I guess you don't see a lot of kids doing it anymore. Well, they're doing it, but they're doing it more in a digital style, is just being out and having fun with some toy guns, all that toy stuff, Nerf dart guns. And who wasn't running around in the yard with your friends with dart guns? And you're just, bam, bam. Lots of fun with those stuff. And, you know, that's what we did. We were outside playing the Call of Duty. We were playing real-life Call of Duty, you know? Yes, we were. Oh, just fun times. Yeah, I could definitely remember in the 80s that Jason would come with me and my friends, other Jason and Steve. We'd go to this place called Bimbach Park in Germany. It was this huge park to play on that was like an old fort and it yeah. had like a zip line and there was all these woods around it and we'd just play guns out there forever. Okay, yeah, you, have to, just, you have to defend the fort. And, yep. Oh. Yeah, you were playing capture the flag sort of style like that or just in your mind you had this big battles going on and all that. I had a friend that lived out maybe about 20 miles away or whatever. It was a bike ride to get there in the countryside, and they had a barn, a big barn that wasn't being used for anything. And that's what, man, we would just spend the day out there just doing all kinds of 40 stuff and just guns and, oh, just fun time. Can't go wrong. Right? You know what? Since we're talking specific toys, Jason's going to light up when I mention this one. Playing guns outside, I got... The M16, blue and black from the TV show V. Oh. And I yeah. knocked myself out with it when we were playing. <laughs> Just probably remember. We were pretending. Well, you were, went, you were out of ammo. Yep. So you had to go like. Like a baseball bat? Yeah, you, you had to go swinging at the. And, and I went out the, Bam! Oh. Hit myself in my own head. Because <laughs> we were playing, Jason was like, you're out of ammo. And I was like, I'll go baseball bat. Ah, boom, hit myself in the head. like, ah. Flop down. I can I can drive you to the place where I did that right now. It was here in this town. I can point to you right How much fun was that, though? Oh, oh good man. Yeah, we had a great time. Anyways, anyways. Also, shout out to Stretch Armstrong. That's, that was fun. So. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the number one. Jason has the honor. And uh, you guys probably figured it out. Like, well, yeah, if by process of elimination, you know it, and uh, I can't argue with it. It is G.I. Joe. It's under attack! It's under attack! The G.I. Joe headquarters is under attack! This is it, the G.I. Joe headquarters, and there's never been a command post like it. Man the battle tank! G.I. Joe is American hero! I've located Cobra! We've captured a Cobra officer! Put him in the stockade! Way to go, Joe! We chased off Cobra. We saved the G.I. Joe headquarters. G.I. Joe headquarters. All figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro. All right, Jared. 
the gayest with your tails of Joe. You had them all. I know. Spin it up. Spin him up. Go for it. I mean, apparently, I'm just like the rest of social media that voted on this thing because I mean, the votes are pretty tight, and there's a pretty big gap between Star Wars and GI Joe. I mean, not huge. I mean, GI didn't blow it out of the water, but it's, it's clearly the number one winner so i must have had a very similar childhood to our social media followers but yeah gi joe man what is it to say it was the dominant toy of the 80s for good reason just the variety of vehicles and people and just the, it went hand in hand with the cartoon which went hand in hand with the comic book like it just had this synergy it was the 80s america had kind of and i often times kind of credit G.I. Joe with this like America was coming out of its post-Vietnam funk the military was kind of cool and loved again and I, I kind of credit G.I. Joe with some of that mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of movies around military mm-hmm. service you know you had your top guns and your uncommon valors and yeah. just you know Rambo and, and that's another great toy line yeah another yeah list. I was going to mention that too yeah, it's a Rambo toy line but anyways yeah it I could talk for hours about Judge. I still have a huge collection. I still collect them to this day. I'm not like the crazy collector that goes and buys the really expensive ones with like everything. It's still done mainly to yard sales. Although I have been picking up some of those, what about eight inch, Pat? Classified, six inch, yeah, maybe classified. The newer classified. Yeah, thing. I pick those up when I find them. But yeah, I have a gigantic collection and it goes from the original 82s all the way to some more modern stuff. And 90% of it is yard sale finds. I could talk all day, but Jason will tell you all the sets I had because he remembers all the ones I had that he didn't get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really sticks in your craw when it's just like. Uh... Jason had the Ram. So, so which was your favorite? Like, because I, I, I mean, you had like you had a lot of cool ones. You had a battle platform. You had yeah. Guy Striker. You got the whale. The Rattler. Which, yeah. Yeah, man, it's really hard to pick a favorite. There was a certain synergy that came with having the battle platform, the whale, and the hydrofoil, which I had all. <laughs> and the the um, devilfish. What, what was the, the see beetle thing that you could land on? Skyhawk. The, Skyhawk. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I had all those. So like, yep. that synergy that. was wonderful. But I mean, I guess if I had to pick one, maybe the whale. Because as we've cool. talked about on other shows too, not only did was it a great, great toy, but my dad actually tricked mine out and motorized it so it would be self-propelled in the water. He put it. Yeah, he really loved you. <laughs> so, yeah, as we've talked about other shows, he literally took apart one of my sister's toys. She had a broken. It was a, it was this phone that like it would pretend to talk to you, but it was broken. But it had a good motor in it. So my dad was like, I can take this motor and I can put the switch on it and put a propeller out the back of this whale. Like, it's just something he did on a weekend for, for fun. And so I could take it out in the little kiddie pool mm-hmm. and, and flip the little switch and it would, it was self-propelled through the water. So, I mean, what's better than that? What's better than yeah. your dad freaking upscaling an yeah. already top-tier G.I. Joe toy? Good answer. Now, Pat, I see you have a Rattler behind you. Is that your favorite toy or what memory? Oh, well, I, actually, I did have a Rattler. At the time, you know, I, I really enjoyed collecting the Joe. I had a Rattler. I had a Night Raven. Night Raven. Night Raven. Oh. You know, it was always a special Christmas when that would come around looking for someone. That's when I would get, you know, the bigger sure, Joe. Well, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. But I didn't, you know, I like, yeah, I didn't have a lot of the big toys. So I cherished the ones I got, the figures comic book was definitely the big influence the tv show was a big influence 
so much fun. And then again, having other friends in the neighborhood that were able to have the bigger stuff, you know, more of the figures and just going over their houses. And that's all we would do in the wintertime here. You know, you can't go, well, you could go outside and play snow and we do all that. But otherwise we do, you know, play dates and just, hey, I'm coming over three hours of just playing Joe. Yeah. In and out rooms yeah. and just. Oh, I'll do that right now, Pat. Come on over. Let's go. Oh, I love it. G.I. Joe's, you know, we need to talk about the box art too. Just look at that. Oh, yeah. And just the art on all the action figures. Best box art of all time, maybe. Uh, rivals, maybe Transformers had that real cool. Yeah, they had good, good marketing, good, good box art. Hasbro knew how to make box art. Yeah, as much as I love the Star Wars toys. You know, and the Star Wars, like the figures were cool because they would have the picture of the character beside them. But just to see the artistic rendering of Snake Eyes, Stalker, and those action poses, man, it's just like, I think what put Joe a little bit above Star Wars is you had more bending that could be done, Mm -hmm. articulation, or whatever they call it. You know, the Star Wars. They didn't really have that. And, and you got to give props to Star Wars as they're, if you didn't have that line come out, we wouldn't have the stuff that we have Yeah. after that. You know? They really kind of made three and three quarter yeah, something mainstream. Yeah. And the price points on these things at the time were yeah. pretty, you know, three couple bucks for one that at the time still wasn't wasn't a lot. Like Jared said, you know, you can, hey, we're going to the store. That would be like, oh, I can maybe get a new one, Joe. All I got to do is go through all these clothes stores, go clothes shopping with my sister. When that KB come around. <laughs> Y'all go check out my, my Nostalgia Talk episode yeah. about KB to get that experience. Oh, man. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Be there and dad be like, well, what place that do you want, Jared? Do you want another Sky Striker? I'd be like, can I get a figure? No, get you're getting job. a yo-yo. Pay for your own figures. You need a job. <laughs> like just bag of marbles. Shut up. <laughs> Push this hoop with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder if I didn't do so well with G.I. Joe figures because Dad was in the military, like, and there was a part of him that liked five yeah. like, oh, oh, he did. Oh, he really did. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that probably. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, man, G.I. Joe, we all have such great memories of it. And it's an enduring line that kind of fades and comes back and fades and comes back. And there's been different versions. You know, the hot one right now is at the time recording is the classified. It's about six-inch scale. You know, we've seen 12-inch Joes uh, from the past. We've seen 12-inch Joes come back. Like, in the 90s, there was some 12-inch Joes, like, early 2000s. Anyway, it's a an endearing brand. Just keeps on hanging on. Absolutely. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. So, that is our top 20 countdown. We counted all the way from number 20, which was the littlest pet shop, all the way to G.I. Joe at number one. Did we mention your favorite toy on this episode? I hope so. If not, you can definitely let us know. Check in with us on social media at Longbox Crusade, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or give us a call at 707-532-5269. Tell us what your favorite toy line was. Of course, that's 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. <laughs> right. Oh man, I want to thank Jason and Pat for being here on this episode. We got the part, as you can hear, we've got a party to get back to, mm-hmm. and we are getting close to midnight. So, uh, final thoughts for 2022, Pat? What do you got? Well, you know, we celebrated our sixth year of here at the Lombox Crusade. This is our fourth 
New Year's party, maybe, I think, that we've had. Sounds about right. Sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds about right. I, it's, you know, it's all a blur. It comes and it goes, and we party hard, and, you know, we have some fun. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next year where LBC will be and grow and just lots of fun times we had together and the fun conversations and best of all it's the listeners and the supporters that without them it'd just be four guys talking and we'd still do it anyway but yes I do, I do love them I love our supporters to death I love our listeners as usual if you're using this as your New Year's countdown episode uh, we'd love to hear about that we're going to count down for you in just a second but let's get Jason's final thoughts on 2022 Nothing can stop us talking about comics. Nothing can stop us talking about the movies that we love, the toys that we love, and talking to you good folks about it. We just love hearing from you. You know, Jared said it tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, we really mean it. You know, Pat started this thing many moons ago and embraced all of us coming aboard, and together we really created something special here, but it just doesn't mean anything without out you folks. Except we would still do it either if we didn't have anybody listening. Because we're just four guys. Well, more than four now as we're expanding. But we're just folks who just really like talking about this stuff. And we're just thrilled that you folks like it too. So happy 2022. Let's hope for an even better 2023 as we're moving forward. Whatever comes, we'll be here talking comics. You got that right. Thanks, everybody, who tuned in for 2022. Keep with us in 2023. We've got more exciting stuff to share with you guys. And uh, yeah, thanks for the support. And with that, guys, I think it is time to do the countdown. Awesome. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy Happy Oh, man, it is back to party time. Thank you for spending your New Year's with us. Again, if you counted down with us for your New Year's, let us know about it. You know, it makes us happy. And uh, from all of us at Longbox Crusade, y'all be safe out there. Y'all be so, safe out there, you hear? Oh, there's Mary Jane. Nobody got to me home. All right, Clinton, bring up those Sky Strikers. Sky Strikers for everyone. Sky Strikers for everyone. Except for Tom Tommy. What? He needs toes, not Sky Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.